Hello, and welcome to the Beyond 94 Feet podcast. I am Dr. Kim Rogers, and I want to welcome you back. So depending on where you are on your journey, when you hear this episode, I believe the information is timely and it's relevant. So when you look at the current landscape of sports, the NBA finals, they're behind us. The WNBA season is certainly, oh my goodness, It is certainly off to a great start. The Aces, aren't they just relentless about how they just go about just winning and the culture that you see with that team? But we cannot forget about Aaliyah Boston. Yes, I know she's not a member of the Aces. I totally get that. But Aaliyah Boston, she's a rookie. Yes, by definition, they declare that she is a rookie. But she is giving us a master class on what it means to show up for yourself and for others. If you've been watching her game after game after game, she is relentless about the pursuit of excellence. There is no doubt about it. That's unshakable confidence that she has, something that we all could use more of. She has an ability to just block out the noise and create opportunities for her team and for herself. But it looks like it's effortless. But that's where we know that's not true. We know that it is a byproduct of a level of dedication and sacrifice that many, we couldn't even imagine what that looks like. So I want to use that narrative as a frame of reference And then we're going to vacillate to the NBA for a moment, but it's all to paint a complete picture before we transition into today's message. So when we look at Aaliyah Boston and using how she has connected with her team, and you may have noticed that it's a quick turnaround. We just had the WNBA draft. They went to camp. And now we have a front row seat to see this amazing talent in the WNBA. And that's for all that were drafted and not just Aaliyah Boston, right? So we have this amazing view. Need it be on TV or if you like myself, you try to get out to some of the games to support the W as well. But nonetheless, we're seeing excellence at its best and at its highest level. So what you won't see is once those names were called at the draft, you didn't see the teammates or anyone else with their arms folded in a hardened stance to send a message of a lack of desire to work with or collaborate with their new members of the team. Rather, they're excited to add the new pieces to take them to a higher level of excellence. So I share with you in this season of collaboration, It's been a challenge of a lifetime, um, quote unquote, to add new pieces to reach higher levels of excellence. And that's my personal story. Right. But I'm going to share with you that it's not just my story. I've had the opportunity to talk to many and that has been their recent experience. So it has forced me to think about this amazing phenomenon we call human behavior, more so the art of collaboration itself to put that up on a shelf. To really think about, again, that phenomenon that we call human behavior. So let me share again from the point of view from sports and bring it back to our message for today. 
So if we go back to sports, I'm going to infuse the NBA to build on from our previous example. So we're aware there is a trade deadline. You know, this year, I believe it's it was in February, um, February the night to be exact. And this was the final push for teams to make changes and to add pieces if they have championship aspirations to make that run for the playoffs and, of course, the NBA finals for that coveted Larry O'Brien trophy. So overnight, you may have seen changes that that you never thought. And really, it far exceeded the various trade scenarios that were written by the sports commentators and enthusiasts just like. So within a matter of days, you know, if the trade did happen or if it didn't, guess what? The train does not stop. Games are still being played and the player is asked to join a new team, don on a new jersey and make measurable impact. The team doesn't just stand against the wall and refuse to work with the new player. And nor do you see the new player exhibiting such behavior themselves. You see a group that just adjusts to the game plan and quite frankly, they just go out there and they just hoop, right? They just make it happen. They collaborate and make it happen for the betterment of the team. Well, let's shift those examples that I shared about the NBA and the WNBA and collaboration. And let's talk about collaboration in other settings. I had the pleasure of speaking with several entrepreneurs and ask about their success or even just their experiences with collaborating regardless of where they lived. There was a common thread, a common theme, whichever way you want to deem it, that they encountered. And it was a lack of participation, basically. Um, It was where they found themselves surrounded by people that did not see collaboration as being mutually beneficial. um, And they were stuck in comparing instead of collaborating. Think about that. That you have a group of people. I talked to a group of people there from several different parts of this country. And their stories were similar to where there was a close-minded approach to collaborating, but yet there was time to compare. Basically to compare one person's level of success to another person. Think about how counterproductive that is. And I'm going to share this with you. Comparison is the thief of joy. And the amount of time that's spent comparing, that could be used in more productive ways. So the title of today's message is Compare or Compromise. You can't burn the candle at both ends. So where are you? Where do you stand in this process when there is an opportunity to collaborate? Are you too busy spending time trying to figure out how a person has reached certain milestones in their career? Or are you taking that opportunity and just wasting it because you want to sit there and analyze every nit noid detail, right, instead of collaborating? So if you fall into that, let's say, comparing group, which is what I've witnessed, and again, those that I spoke with, they've witnessed some of the same if not more than myself, if you spend time comparing and analyzing a person from an envy standpoint, I'm going to tell you right now, you miss a golden opportunity. I'm not telling you to not do your homework, right? When it comes to taking your time to do just that granular level of research that you deem is appropriate for you, right? To make sure people are who they are 
and they present in such a manner that is beneficial to you, right? Um, Because you want to do that. You want to do that homework. But when it becomes an obsession and you go beyond what you deem as standard checks and balances that you typically execute, that's when it becomes counterproductive. And you're literally at a point where you are, you know, just wondering, you know, what are my next steps? What do I do next? What do I what do I go and analyze next? That is analysis paralysis. When you get to that point where you're about to ask someone for a DNA sample, seriously, before you collaborate with them, I would challenge you to look inward, not outward, but inward. I would challenge you to look at, could the problem be you? Could it be a level of doubt and insecurity that you are carrying around? And if this is applicable and that's you, you will need to be upfront with yourself on your preferred style and work within those parameters. And maybe you're not meant to collaborate. And that's okay, right? Because we have to accept people and meet them where they are. So let's go to the other side of this. Remember the title of the message is compare or compromise. You can't burn the candle at both ends. So let's say you have a mindset that leads to compromise. I'm not speaking of that level of compromise where you give up on who you are in order to collaborate with someone. That's not worth the emotional investment. And I would never, ever advocate for someone to give up who they are the principles and foundations that they stand on just in the sake of collaborating with someone. It's not worth it. So let's go back to the examples used when speaking earlier about the NBA and the WNBA. Um, They had to compromise. They had to let go of what was, welcome the new member of the team so they can rise to what they could become in this new construct, right? So in other words, they saw a bigger vision. They saw an opportunity to reach new heights together. There is no time to sit there and analyze and wonder, why is this person here? What are they going to contribute? What are they not going to contribute? No, it's let's get together and let's hoop, right? Let's go to a different level of excellence together. So now you have two stark examples. And of course, you know, I had to use sports to build the business case for collaboration. So at the end of the day, The choice is yours. And it always has been for that matter. You're going to miss an opportunity of a lifetime if you walk into a process, you walk into an opportunity, if you have a fixed mindset that leans towards needing an answer for every question and a refusal to just take risk, right? You want to see what you're made of. You want to see how far you can go but especially if the outcome is likely to be beneficial, why wouldn't you? And if that's you, it's okay. Because success, guess what? It looks differently for everyone. If you're on the other side, I would say, don't get discouraged, right? So if you're that person that wants to collaborate, you can see goodness in it. You can see how you can go further faster and so can the other person. And that's kind of the realm in which I stay in most of the time, right? Don't get discouraged when you encounter someone that subscribes to the style that's not open to collaboration because of a fixed mindset. I want to encourage you to understand it for what it is, but also you need to set boundaries. 
their desire to analyze everything to the most minute detail, it probably more than likely exceeded your timeline and you've moved on to something else. How do I know? Because that's me without hesitation. Once I put something out there, I set a proverbial timeline. You know, if the person wants to drag their feet for a week or two weeks and come back with a lame excuse, I've already moved on, right? Because things in my life, they're already playing six to nine months out, if not even more. I just simply scratch it off the list and keep moving and say, that was an opportunity. Let me move on to what's next on the list because it doesn't stop me. It doesn't stop my purpose. It doesn't stop my greatness, right? And you should have that same mindset. So by the time, you know, they circle back around again, you're probably working on another project. So what do you do? What do you do? Well, in my case, I actually adopt their tactic, believe it or not. I go back and compare what was different about me then. And I analyze what's different about me now. And I throw in that piece about what has prompted them to shift their behavior. And I also look at, is it worth the investment? And I usually circle back only because I've taken the opportunity to look from a full scope of what this could be, right? And do I even have the patience and the time to even go back, right? But I also look at, does that person inherently have the capacity and the capability to go to the levels that I envision that we can go to? But even for the most basic thing, do they have the capacity and the capability to even respond to correspondence in a timely manner? And, and really at this point, no, right? Because you put an opportunity out there and then they wait one week, two weeks, three weeks or whatever, or, or whenever something has gone wrong for them and then they want to circle back. And so you have to really think about, do you want to be in collaboration like that? Do you even want to be in community with someone? that doesn't have the capacity and the capability to just communicate, which is our most basic skill in any endeavor that we're doing, need to be personally or professionally in our own business settings, right? So again, you are in charge. You get to control the narrative, right? Um, So I would say regardless of whichever side you're on, you have to keep a mindset that is geared towards reaching the fullest expression of who you are. But I want to say to you, regardless of whether you're someone that likes to collaborate or not, or you're the one that likes to analyze, regardless, continue to run your race. Acknowledge where you are, acknowledge where you want to go, and let the game come to you. I want to encourage you to continue walking in your purpose and operating in your gift to become unbreakable. Connect with us on Instagram at beyond94feet, and yes, that is spelled all the way out, or on our website, which is beyond94ft.com, and I'll see you on the other side.